up, Lincoln? Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Morning, happy Thursday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Swords in the early break, full show ahead, Mike Schaefer in for the 7 o'clock hour, as always, Ross Dellinger of SI.com joins us next segment to talk all things college football and Nebraska, also Mickey Joseph Angle from Ross Dellinger today. How are you this morning? Uh, thank you, I'm doing fine. Thank you, I'm doing fine. You're welcome. Um, I don't have any major news. I don't chit chat. Uh, the parking lot's getting done outside, so we had to park in different spots this morning. I saw. Where By the park. way, you were not here after the show yesterday, which is fine. You leave always after the show. It it sounded like a permanent like earthquake outside, a hurricane, because they're just pounding the ground nonstop as they try to move the earth and fix the parking lot. It's a scary place to be right now. Well, it looks like they're about done. Uh, they got some work to do still. Do they? Yeah. Um, idle chit chat went to Buffalo Wings and Rings, our spot. Yes, um, met a fellow named Dirk, who's a big Dirk. fan at the ticket. Was it Dirk Nowitzki? <laughs> Is he no. tall and German? No, he's a f- enough of a fan that he would he would um, he could rate all his favorite g- g- hosts and co-hosts. Wow. He, so he listens he listens throughout the day. Okay, which that's the listeners we really like. Yes. Dirk Thank was you, at Dirk. a wonder. Yeah, Dirk was at enjoying. I think he had a wing. I think he had wings with his wife. Uh, it was a good crowd. It was a good crowd. It was a good crowd at Buffalo Wings and Rings for no <laughs> sports. Right? Well, well, what was going on last night? Well, Basketball, I think, NBA. Well, I think now this volleyball. Me, yeah. Volleyball. Now hold on though, though Sparky. Me and Alex were there. Alex and I were there at like five forty-five. So there was no volleyball. Volleyball didn't start till eight. And there was still a good crowd there. It was like a lead-up to the volleyball. But the volleyball match was still two hours away. Okay. Just a place to go watch, you know, eat some food on a Wednesday night. Yeah, a good place. Uh, yeah, I, I, I fell into the, you know, I went away from the Cajun dry rub, and I went to the bourbon uh, barbecue. They're messy, but they're really good. I mean, I, mean, I just make a mess of myself. I, I almost feel like I should take a shower right afterwards. Well... You probably should next time. Anyway, there's there's yeah. your edition of, uh, what do we call it? Idle chit-chat. Idle. Regarding Nebraska volleyball, they did have a, a top five matchup. The Huskers were ranked number one going in last yeah. night. Badgers fifth. Huskers get swept in Madison. Hmm. 25-23 the first set. Set two, same score, 25-23. Set three, 25-18. The Badgers were not playing great volleyball as of late in terms of what they expect hmm. as the defending national champs. But they get it done. With the sweep of the Huskers, uh, Nebraska again, had been playing some great volleyball going into that match. Right. But they get swept in Madison. Sort Tough of place for them to win. Sort of perplexing, except that if you read Abby Barmore, Abby Barmore of Husker Online, her account of the match, 
Sounds like Wisconsin just made Nebraska very uncomfortable with its serve. And that can happen. Okay. You know, the passing starts going awry, and you're on the road, and you don't get into a rhythm. I'm not Karch Karai, but I understand that part of it. That's a tough one. John's not going to be happy about that. But, I mean, sometimes – I don't know. You know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the old cliche. Sometimes a loss – at this point in the season, can ultimately be helpful. I mean, it's part of the discussion last week, Jake. Well, Tom Stevens asked me, do you think Cook's crew is peaking too early? Well, you don't have to worry about that right now, right? No, you don't. I mean, they they, they, they were playing really good football. Oh, sorry. Wow. wow. I looked at the guy. Bat, volleyball. Wow. Let's look at the football players account real quick. They were playing good volleyball, really good volleyball drink, leading into drink that. Drink your coffee. Yeah, I need some coffee here. I had to get it. I, that's why we're late. I had to get my coffee poured before... Late. Show. We weren't late. We were like 20 seconds behind time typically there when we actually start the show. 10 seconds behind time. Now I have my coffee. We're good to go. Hey, Nebraska football has their schedule for next season. And SIP, people a little, a little bit upset by the fact that Nebraska has their first two games on the road. Whoever the, next, the new coach is, if it's Mickey Joseph, if it's somebody else, their first two games next season will not be in the friendly confines of Memorial Stadium. They will play on a Thursday, August 31st, at Minnesota to begin the season next year and then head to Colorado, who will also have a first-year head coach or a new head coach next season, before three straight home games against Northern Illinois, Louisiana Tech, and Michigan. Yeah. 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 How about that? I have a lot of thoughts here. I'd like to hear your initial thoughts. Well, first of all, yes, two home games. Just excuse games. me, God, two come on, we got to get games. it together. I'm, hey, I'm together. I got that one right. I was correct. Two road games to start the season, but there's very drivable road games. There'll be very exciting, sure. exciting road games. I would think for Nebraska fans to drive to Minnesota, easy drive, beautiful time of year. That game is on August 31st. Minnesota plays a lot of that Thursday night ball on that week because the Minnesota State Fair, number one, is a big thing up there. And it's the final kind of big lake weekend. How many lakes are in Minnesota? Over 10,000. <laughs> yeah. It says on their license that's plate. That's right, it does. I, it's a stat. Uh, yeah, it's a stat. So so they that's this is, a, this is ordinary for Minnesota. It's not so ordinary for Nebraska, Thursday night game. But it's exciting. Um, and then, I mean, come on. I know how you feel about Colorado. Yeah, I look forward to that trip. You yeah. know I'll be there. Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, I'll be there. Yeah, and that's fun. Okay, this is what this is the most interesting part of the discussion, in my opinion. Now, tell me if I'm wrong on this. If I were the Colorado AD right now, and I saw that schedule, I would be concerned in a big way. I Colorado's not doing well no, they're in, not. in football. No, they're not. Now they're going to have a new coach, so there'll be some level of excitement depending on that. Who that? Who coach. is the coach? Yeah, is it a name they know out there, or a name that's just kind of an underwhelming? Like, does Ryan Walters get them jacked? If that's the guy, I don't know. He's Maybe. never been a coach before, head coach. No, he's a former. He's a former now, buff. Now they're, he's having a great year as a coordinator, but does that get the it. fan base back in the stadium? If it doesn't, if it's an underwhelming head coach choice by Colorado, there'll be an overwhelming Nebraska presence. Yes, there will. And it, it, I mean, when I mean, when I say overwhelming, I mean embarrassingly overwhelming if you're a Colorado buff. Like Northwestern-esque 
right? Yeah, yeah. And Nebraska goes to Evanston. It's typically more red than purple there. I think it would be even more pronounced. I think it, you're you're looking at like seventy five percent, which would be uh, that is... seventy. 60. I go 65%. Okay, okay. Which is still more than gold and black. Incredibly embarrassing. Sure. I mean, if if you're Colorado, and I don't know what you do here, but you take steps immediately to minimize that red invasion as much as you can. Well, they can do that by winning more games the rest of this season and then having a coach hired. That they care about. Isn't there a ticket plan you can enact, though? Sure. I mean... There is. There's no complete way to stave off a big red presence, but there's there's things you can do in the ticket sales that, I don't know, make it more difficult for an invasion. That's all I'm going to say. Now, the other thing that strikes me about this schedule... Now, this is... I mean, I don't, don't want to be Debbie Downer here. But you're looking. You might be looking at zero and three starting the Big Ten. Okay, first first game at Minnesota. Uh huh. Then home against Michigan, and then at Illinois. Trouble. That feels like. Oof. What if Bielema was not there? <laughs> Make it easier. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. Maybe Ryan Walters will coach both Illinois and Colorado. It's possible. They can travel to both places. Now, wait a second. Ryan Walters coaching both Illinois. <laughs> a lot of traveling there. Yeah. He's got his own private jet. <laughs> Minnesota, I, again, we'll see what they look like. Yeah. I mean, now, now, you're right. It's the fact that it is a Thursday night game. It's a home game for them. They're going to be jacked up. The nation's watching yeah. that game on yeah. Thursday night. Yeah, and I'm not saying Nebraska can't win that game. They sure can. I mean, who knows? Who we'll, knows? We'll see how they finish this season. The one thing about college football nowadays, year to year, it's like it used to be you could kind of project a team and project its progress or lack thereof based on based on the current roster and a current coaching staff but now but with the portal who knows what nebraska is going to look like next year what if they go to I the portal? No, yeah yeah what if they go to the portal again and get three new big time receivers and a big time running back and and they're going to the juco's and getting line i mean the, it might look a lot different so so i don't want to it's not all that productive to sit here and, and try to project what that game's going to look like but right? we're going to try to anyway we so. don't even know who the coach is going to be <laughs> Right. The coordinators, the right. staff at all. I mean, you're just kind of going on Is this. your quarterback back next year? Yeah, so so you could knock me very hard here and say, well, you're the one who said they could start 0-3. He did say that. Yeah, so just shut up, Every, Everything really changes say, every single year. You should, you should say it shut more. Shut up. Simple. Shut up, Sipple. Okay. Say it again. Shut up, Sipple. You don't say it very well. There's people who have called in and said it well. Shut up, Sipple. Well, I don't want to yell at you right now. Okay. That's, that's a little extreme. Okay, uh, then then you're home against Northwestern after a bye week following the Illinois game. Home against Purdue at Michigan State, the woodshed. Home against Maryland at Wisconsin, home against Iowa. I'm getting a lot of text saying that the, the schedule is not very daunting. For it's not. Season. It's it's. I agree. Your your toughest uh, conference game Michigan. is a home game. It's Michigan. Michigan. By the way, you get Michigan on September 30th. Early. That's good. That's good. Um, no, it's not very daunting. Think about well, this. Because the crossovers. Think, hit the crossovers. Think about oh, the crossovers. Yeah, hit are, the crossover. Uh, Michigan on uh, September 30th. Then you have Michigan State on the road on November 4th. 
fourth. My screen's really tiny. And then the next week you're then, got, yeah. Then you have Maryland at home the following week. Right. So okay. So just you, stop no, there. No Ohio State. No Penn State. Michigan will be a bear. A trip to East Lansing is not real easy, and Maryland's sneaky good. It's not. I mean, you're not going to get any way it's configured. It's not going to be real easy with the crossovers, right? This year is about yeah. You got Rutgers and in Indiana this year, but you got to go to Ann Arbor. There's gonna, there's always going to be a but, but you know, part but. of that conversation, right? Yes, there's going to be a but part of that conversation. Um, four straight years with a with with a conference opener, which is in, that's interesting to me. Four straight years you're opening in conference play. Yeah, I I would guess that fans don't like that. If you want to chime in on that 4024645685. I long again for the day sip where the opening game was not a gimme but the closest thing to it where Nebraska could just go pound somebody, get some confidence. I know. And not have to worry about beating, you know, Illinois off the bat, right. or beating Minnesota, right. beating Northwestern. Right. In Ireland. God, we went to Ireland. I long for a game against FIU or something like that. <laughs> right, I get it. Uh, no, I totally understand what you're North saying. North Dakota, yeah, not state, yeah, a team you beat by twenty. New Mexico State, yes, those types of teams. Bring them back to Lincoln to start off the season. The other thing about it is there's there's going to be a seven week period with just one road trip. After the Colorado game on September 9th, the only time Nebraska will leave Lincoln before November fourth is to go to Illinois. So after the Colorado game, think about it. Nebraska will leave Lincoln just one time before early November. <laughs> That's bizarre almost. Well, yeah. It, We're going to be around a lot. Well, I mean, it's great it, for the show. Imagine Sip if Nebraska starts off 2-0 and with those road games, though. If they beat Minnesota to begin this season mm-hmm. and then they go to Colorado and then they have all those home games, that stretch of – Right. Yeah. <laughs> all the, With one road game in Illinois before you go to Michigan State on, in November. Right. 13th year in a row, there'll be a Black Friday game against Iowa. 13 years in a row. As Sean Callahan points out in his Husker Online story, for perspective, Nebraska played Colorado 15 years in a row on Black Friday from 1996 to 2010 before Nebraska entered the Big Ten. And Colorado left, too. He did. For the Pac-12. Yeah. So 15 years in a row, Nebraska played Colorado on Black Friday. This will be the 13th year in a row Nebraska plays Iowa on Black Friday. And they're talking about perhaps a nighttime kickoff because the NFL is messing around. Well, they're not messing around. They're got, they recently announced the NFL that it'll play a 2 p.m. game streamed on Amazon on Black Friday in 2023. How do you feel about a night game on Black Friday great. in Lincoln? That game's in Lincoln. I feel great. It'd be great. I'm good. No, th- but next. It's it yeah. pretty cold in November, late November. True. But I'm in a press box. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I, I, I have vivid memories of, of me in 2015 having my butt glued to the seats because it was so icy and cold there. Is that I right? sat in the stands. Who was that Iowa quarterback then? I they were twelve no. That's yeah, you know who it was. It's the guy who ended up with the Niners. Oh, Beathard. Uh, Beathard. Yeah, CJ Beathard. CJ Beathard. That's the game they won to go to twelve and zero. And I was in the stands, and I know a lot of fans out there listening. So, oh yeah, Jake, Rough. I hear you. I hear you. Rough. That game sucked. Yeah, they lost the game, and people were freezing their butts off, literally. Yeah, freezing their. It was butts a, off. it was a wet 
cold. It too. was exactly. It sucked. It was terrible. I regret going to that game. Do you still? You still have. You still harbor that regret. Yeah. <laughs> Would you please get over that? I'm over. I'll get over. It was seven years ago. I will. I, I will get over it. That was the. That was they broke their own streak. I mean, that, that was the. That was the start of the streak of beating Nebraska. That game because Nebraska beat them 2014. They. They got revenge to go to 12-0 and and beat Nebraska the following year, which now they have never lost since. Now, some people are going to they're gonna use the word on you that they use on me. What's that? You're being a bit of a snowflake. It is Nebraska in November. It's probably going to be very cold. It's going to be even colder at nighttime than it is during the day. Right. That's why I think you prefer 11 a.m. or 2 or 3 p.m. for the kickoff. It ends when it's cold. It doesn't start when uh, it's cold. I agree. I, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you that it's colder at night than the day, usually. Um, what else about the schedule has tripped the tri- – well, we, yes. we have a caller. We have a caller. Uh, and also we'll ask you guys, 402-464-5685. We'd like your initial thoughts on the schedule. Do you believe it is gettable? Are, are you daunted by it at all? Is it daunting? Or do you think it's a chance for Nebraska to – to do something with that. As you, as we mentioned, two games on the road to begin the season, and then you have one road game between October, September 16th and October 28th. Just one at Illinois on October 7th. That's pretty crazy. Mm. 464-5685. We, we have a call. Okay. You can hear us. You're on early break. Go ahead. Who do we have here? Good morning, Steve Jake. All right, Chris at the Baldwin Show. This was probably a, this this news of the schedule dropped at 11 a.m. yesterday, so there was plenty of time for the Baldwin shop workers to hash this out. What was the? What did you guys think? Through that, <laughs> yeah, uh, Steve Jake. Yes, the, the the younger crowd informed me about that and and uh, let me know since they're all over Twitter, uh, even during work hours. So. Uh, yeah, it, you know what? What that now? Did I hear this right on the news service last night? They said this is only like the third time since World War II that Nebraska has started two road games to start the season. Ooh, it's been a very long time. Yeah, I've covered the team since World War II, and have <laughs> you now? Yeah, news to me. Yeah. And that does yeah. seem that seems accurate to me. That seems accurate. Yeah, Steve, I, I I thought I heard that on the news last night, which would mean uh, the third time in seventy seven years that this has started. But like you said, they make up for uh, ground after that with uh, uh, what seems to be a long time before they have to hit the road. Only once there is Illinois. Now, I do think Steve Jake, okay. the the outer division teams, uh, Michigan at home. Mm-hmm. And I and you know I, I I think Jim Harbaugh's got them where he wants them to be right now. I don't think that was the case in the early his first three or four years there. No. But I think he's I think he's got them rolling. He's got an offensive linemen that seem to be stacked up behind one another that just that he just replaces uh, now year after year. Uh, their defense always seems to be better, even though they lose uh, coordinators on both sides of the ball. Um, yeah, Michigan will be tough at home. Uh, but I tell you guys, I, I think those other two uh, swapping out them for Indiana and Rutgers, uh, that's, that's going to be a little bit tougher deal, I think. I agree. Uh, Maryland always seems to have skilled players. Uh, uh, do you guys agree with that? 
I mean, good, good receivers for sure. It could be, it could be harder than it will be, <laughs> but it's harder than it is this year. I would agree with you. I would agree with you on that. I mean, it does help getting Michigan in your house early, early. Yeah, Steve, I I agree. It's, uh, uh, but you know, guys, hey, let's face it. You know, we uh, we don't know what our team's going to look like next year. Um, the defense. Uh, you know, the defense really never has been a terror under under Scott's regime there. No, it so hasn't. that need that boy. Above all, that that's the thing that needs to be fixed uh, in the off season. That defense needs to get better. <laughs> Otherwise, we're always going to be in trouble with the schedule. Um, but uh, yeah, Steve, Jake, I I think uh, Colorado. Uh, really down this year. I see they did win a game. I, I didn't think Colorado was going to win a game this year. But I, I see they did win a game. Uh, but, you know, there's no guarantee. They they beat us with the first-year coach there, I think, in, in Scott's second year. Mel Tucker. When, yes, when we had to go out there and they beat us. Remember, they beat us here when I thought for sure yeah. we were going to beat them. But they had the they had a, a good quarterback and a very good receiver. I think his name was Chenault. You got it. Was, I thought the best. He was the best player on the field that day. Laviska and Stephen Montez, the quarterback. Laviska Chenault. Yeah, I don't know if they had those type of players there right now, but yeah, it, it's uh, it's uh, going to be interesting to see uh, see what, how that comes out. But I tell you what, that was a tough ticket there at the game in Boulder there out there uh, in 2019, I think. That that was a real tough ticket. But, uh, guys, hey, what, one thing here before I go. Now, think about next year at this time when they release the 2024 schedule. Oh, yes. And God knows who we're going to be playing then. I take it, I take it it's going to be USC and UCLA will be on that schedule. And whoever knows... Uh, 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 I I know Tom Chappelle. I I reading his column there this week. He thinks Oregon, Washington, and even Stanford might be involved in that. But next year's schedule this time, boy, that'll really be something to talk about for a few days. But anyway, listen, Steve, Jake. Hey, you guys have a great day. Great show as usual. Yep. Sounds like we're going to have a beautiful day Saturday over here for this Illinois game. And, uh, guys, listen, I'll give you guys a call Monday, and we'll hash out the, the weekend business. Thank okay, you. Chris, thanks Thank for the you. Call. Thanks for the report from the Baldwin shop. Um, yeah, the, the crossovers. Yeah, I think we have to be a little careful. Stock phrase alert. We have to be a little careful saying, ah, those crossovers are pretty soft. Harder than this year. Maryland is a tough team. Harder than this year. Do we agree? Yes. You, you got a good draw this year. When you when you have yeah. Rutgers and Indiana and back to back games and and so mm-hmm. like they had this year, that's a win. Yeah. Now Michigan on the road is tough, but you had two wins before that. Yeah. And next year again, it's I mean it's wonderful that Michigan's coming here. That Jim. Anytime you can avoid the big house is good. Yeah. I mean they almost beat them last year in Lincoln. And I mean it more from the standpoint of nostalgia and fanfare. And those, you know, those helmets. It, it was a great football those game last time. They yes, were it here. was. Last season was a good football game. <clears throat> One thing off the beaten path a little bit. 
I've been thinking about Jimbo a lot, Fisher. Oh, really? That is off the path. Yeah, because, I mean, he's in trouble. He's just three and four in year five. Jimbo is three and four in year five. Now, two, two of my favorite coaches are named Jim. Well, one's Jimbo and one's Jim. Jim at Michigan. Think about it, Jake. That was year six for for Jim at Michigan when he threw a two and four during the COVID and about lost his job. That was year six. Yeah. So what? What am I suggesting? Patience, AD at AM. Well, they almost have to have patience for the money that Jimbo's owed to go away, right? $85 million. <laughs> I can't say without laughing. You're saying, Jimbo, give us something this season, man. <laughs> yeah. You lost to Appalachian State. You lost to South Carolina. You got four losses. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Um, yeah. Do something. It's like that. that, that, that but, but think about Michigan's AD sticking with Jimbo. Or excuse me, excuse me, Jim Harbaugh sticking with him, and now, and now the payoff. I told you in August. What did I say? Michigan's either win in eleven or twelve. You did say that. You did. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's that's it's they're losing they, one they at appear, the most. They appear to be on that track. And here they come. Here they come, Buckeyes. And you better get ready for the offensive line of Michigan. You better be ready for that. You weren't last year. Here Expect comes the Jim. same thing. We're running. Blake Corum is going to run on you. Donovan Edwards. Donovan Edwards, too. Stop us. Yeah. Hello. One more call. If you if you could hear us, you're on early break. Go ahead. Who do we have here? You've got your boy from oh. Napa. Good morning, fellas. <laughs> West Coast. Our boy from Napa. Bring That's it. That's right. <laughs> well, what do you got for us, Vince? <laughs> what do you got, Vince? Okay. Well, see, well, as far as the schedule conversation goes, I mean, it's a uh, – I mean, one thing about college football, I mean, with with the transfer portal and how teams can uh, just co- just sort of flip their roster in one year. I mean, granted, some teams are still going to be more. Some programs are going to be more bankable than others, but just in general, I would say it's even more of a crapshoot because you don't know what each team's going to ro- roster is going to look like, and for that matter, for Nebraska, we don't know what our roster is going to look like, and. Uh, <clears throat> for that matter, who knows? And that's also dependent on uh, you know who we bring in as a coach. So it's just it's re- you know it's really hard. Now, as far as the cro- you know as far as the crossovers are concerned, I mean you know, <clears throat> I mean you know I think it's it, you're right, Sip. It's definitely tougher than last. You know, it's definitely tougher than last year. But uh, I mean, Michigan obviously that's going to be that's going to be daunting. But like. Maryland and Maryland and Michigan State. I mean, on a given year, they can be tough. But at the same time, I don't look at those two teams and say, "Oh my lord, they make me tremble," like say Michigan did. And and for that matter, you look at last year's Michigan team that went to the playoffs. I mean, they came into Lincoln, and quite frankly, we should have beat them. You know, and uh, and then you look at the West. I don't know if anybody from the West is really going to ever establish themselves, or I, I shouldn't say ever, but anytime soon, going to establish themselves as, you know, as head and shoulders above above the rest of the crowd, you know. But um, but I'll tell you one thing, though, fellas. Whoa. Speaking of the West, speaking of the West, whether we like it or not, it's still in play for us, and we got a game, and we got a game on Friday night, and that means one thing: for sixty minutes. You go out there and you let those Illinois fight in the line eye that you know that you're there for 60 minutes. You open up here to kick ass and you fight with bloody knuckles. Let's go. Okay, do that. Okay, Vince. 
There was the storm. Did he say Looks they play on Friday night? They play on Saturday. <laughs> but, Vince. but you can have bloody knuckles Saturday on Friday at 2:30. night. Two thirty. I mean, if you want a pregame Friday night, you you can find bloody knuckles. But okay, now we gotta get to Ross. We do. Uh, Ross Dellinger of si.com. dot com. Well, join us next on early break in the ticket.